you've got nutrients and the answer usually has been to just keep piling more stuff out there you know pour it on pour it on that's what we like to do in agriculture man oh man we're gonna get bumper crops let's pour it on but sometimes it's not even about pouring it on it's just about the nutrients that your plants need are not where you need them to be this is a big issue uptake and getting the nutrients into your plant is one of the big issues that we talk a lot about here at extreme ag welcome to extreme ags cutting the curve podcast where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced Drainage Systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Well, greetings and welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. It's me, Damian Mason, and we have Sean Guthmiller. He is a district sales manager for Concept Agritech. Sean and I are going to talk about nutrient stratification. You know, we touched on this topic back at Kelly Garrett's farm in Iowa this July. And if you have not seen or listened to that episode, dear listener, I encourage you to go and check it out. But we're not repeating what we did there. What we're talking about is this real issue. And actually, Sean kind of brought it up. And that's why we were running with it. He's uh, he's kind of the nutrient stratification guy. And so Sean's going to talk to us about this very issue. Sean, thanks for being here. How's it going, Damien? All right. So um, nutrient stratification, we touched on it before. You said something pretty smart before we hit record on this right here. You said, all right, we got a dry situation in the Dakotas, just as a good example. Um, it's dry pretty much west of about Omaha from, mm -hmm. from the Canada border on down to Texas. It's dry. And I said, okay, so what's that to do with nutrients? Explain and why this matters more in a dry year. It matters all the time, but why it might matter more in a dry year like this. So anytime we have um, nutrient stratification and dry weather combinations, we can't uptake nutrients as well. So the, big, the biggest dilemma you have is you need water to get uptake of nutrients into the plant. So when our top zero to six inches is dry, like I don't know if you're seeing what I'm seeing in some of these soils, we're losing pliers in the cracks in our grounds. Mm -hmm. That means we have zero soil moisture going um, zero to six, even further than that. So what does that do to our nutrients that we've applied on the top surface and maybe only tilled in zero to four or no till and you got it all stratified in the top two inches. We need to be getting nutrients deeper into our soil where we have more moisture. Yeah, so it's really, it's something that you know it, but you just even then us bring it up. You can have all the all the nutrients you want. You can have this nutrient-dense stuff, but if it's dry, we need moisture to move the nutrients. I mean, it's just, you know, the roots, the roots have to be where the moisture is, et cetera, et cetera. So you need the root to be where the nutrient is, and you need there to be moisture there. Because if you don't have those three things, nutrients in the place where the roots are with the moisture. So it's kind of an interesting deal. You think, well, hell yes. <laughs> why, why didn't I think of that? And like you said, it's not uncommon. You know, here in northern Indiana, we got 1.2 inches of rain the whole month of June, and that's not typical for us. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of time where you're like, that corn is holding on thanks to the genetics and the technology we've bred into, you know, our plants. But even then, 
it held on, but could it have done better when you, like you say, what if our moisture was down there at 12 inches? I don't know if the corn roots were down at 12 inches in, you know, in June, uh, you know what, the plants are only foot and a half tall. So makes you think about that. So what's the answer? Um, I mean, tell, tell, tell the nutrients they need to better do a better job of distributing themselves. <laughs> well, I, if we could all have that, it'd be great, but you know how it is. Well, unless you're blessed, like some of us in the Nebraska's and Dakota's where you have irrigation or even Illinois, we can keep the, the top six inches moist, but that's not the case for about 90% of the world right now. Mm -hmm. So what we got to do is figure out how to deep band or get nutrients deeper into our soil. So one is tillage, but we're not going to be able to get too many nutrients down there with tillage. I mean, even if you're deep ripping and everything, we talk about deep ripping, you're going to have, you could have erosion too. So a lot of the, I know I was watching a podcast here the other day and said, a lot of nutrients that we've applied over the years has ended up in the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean because of wind erosion coming in the springtime. So how do we get those nutrients? Which is interesting. Nobody, nobody wants to admit that you and I, before we hit record, both said we, we are agronomy types. And uh, I wanted, when I was a kid, the T by 2000 was a big thing from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, it's T by tolerant, tolerable amounts of erosion by the year 2000, meaning you can, you can have a certain amount of erosion because you're still making new soil through the bedrock, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we've ever achieved that. You know, we're still doing a boatload of tillage. And when you pointed that out, like, it's not just the erosion is bad because your long-term asset, your ground is going to be worth less. You're losing nutrients because where do you put your nutrients? It's usually in that top couple inches. What erodes? It ain't the subsoil that erodes. It's, it's the top two inches. So I hadn't even thought of that. Um, where, where you're talking about this uh, erosion issue you think it's bad now and it causes that nutrient loss that and I know this is a little bit aside from stratification. Do you think it's as bad now as it was 20, 30 years ago? I don't think we have a really good way of quantifying it is the God's honest answer. I mean, if we were if I if you told me we were all no-till and stripping and doing all this stuff that was making it possible to not blow away. Yeah, I think we're doing a good job, but um, we also don't have the tillage that we had before, but at the same time, we're having more impactful weather systems. We're having heavier windstorm or heavier rainstorms, heavier windstorms. I mean, I don't know if it's, you saw it, but like around here in South Dakota, we were blowing 30 to 40 miles an hour in springtime and we're blowing all that. We had dust storms as bad as the thirties, I feel like just this last year. Yeah. That's where all our nutrients are going. Thank God it wasn't as widespread as the 30s. But uh, yeah, we got wind breaks and we do some cover cropping. But I think we, we're going to do more of that. So those kind of practices, by the way, you know, you just talked about stratification and you said tillage. You're almost encouraging tillage to get nutrients to move. But we know that reducing tillage is ultimately much more positive for soil health. Yes. And that's the whole problem is... Uh, you're danged if you do and danged if you don't, if you know what I mean, uh, right. trying to say that the responsible way, but you you want the tillage to get it down there. And that's one way we're doing it is moving more to a strip till. So we have a protective layer and going down deeper as well with the nutrients so we can get them down in the eight to 12 inch range so we can get everybody taken care of. But at the same time, how do we keep um, moving those nutrients down in that plant a row yep. and get the same yields 
So just using my example, um, where where are the roots? And at first, let's say uh, let's say four to six weeks after you plant corn, if that moisture gets driven clear down to the twelve inch level, like it was here, your roots aren't there yet. Your, your roots aren't twelve inches deep in four to six weeks on a corn plant. I mean. You'd be surprised. They do get there pretty quickly. They aren't there. You have to have the growth, but at the same time, your your plants are going to grow as fast as they can to get to moisture. And yeah. that's that's where all your roots lead. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about, about getting nutrients down lower is having previous crops roots go down that and they're following the channels, the earthworms, roots with biology on it, like that's one of the keys we look at for in at concept is trying to get as much biology as on your roots as soon as we can yeah. to get them pushing down deeper. Yeah. So what about um, the stratification issue? The person's listening to this says, all right, what can I do? All right. Well, you can pray for rain. Uh, you can do irrigation. Um, what is it? Uh, Kelly, the episode we talked about in Iowa was kind of a neat deal. He used his subsurface drip irrigation, and that was one of the main things. You'd say, oh, no, it's just all about watering the plants. But you talked about, no, it's about also getting the nutrients where they need to be. Kind of uh, pick up where we did there in July with the subsurface drip angle on net stratification. So one of the things we were doing is we introduced a bunch of bugs and biology, um, BioVate XP in there, which is a humic source, sugars, and biology, as Kelly had been putting nutrients all summer long. So if we can get those roots growing down 24 inches, because this was in full can uh, full canopy, he was almost a tassel time frame, and he's putting this biology. Well, you'd say, well, you're wasting your time. Well, not really. We're we have another three or four months for this biology to proliferate, and those roots are all around that um, deep um, line of um, water. So the roots are, are concentrated around that with the biology is gonna expand and exude onto those uh, roots and they're gonna expand that profile. So it's got the nutrients there, it's got the water there and now it's got extra roots because the roots have been growing there all summer. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're gonna get the breakdown of all these nutrients. And that's really one of Ke Kelly's key to his yields is he's keeping the moisture deep down there. That's one of the nice parts about drip tape is you got all the nutrients down deep you got all the nutrients surrounded by water and now he's including biology in there to increase the efficiency into his plant okay so let me answer you this you talked about you, you've talked a lot about the benefit of deep nutrients and then deep moisture but again that means our roots have to get down there a soybean plant doesn't have 14 inch roots i mean so there's there's a problem and i remember reading about this when we started using radishes those big big old uh, tuber type radishes to and the idea there was it breaks compaction layer, but also it was that it brought nutrients up. So don't we have a problem sometimes, Sean, with the stratification as the nutrients are too deep and, and the roots ain't there? Well, yes, we have that, but at the same time, we're hoping most of the time we're rotating that ground. And as those, um, the corn plant from the previous year has pulled those nutrients up, you're getting different levels of it and like we did a, dug a root pit here last week up in Groton, South Dakota and we're talking to farmers and we did the same thing. We had um, we dug all the way with a backhoe down to six feet deep and still had corn roots six feet deep last week and then we dug a bean bean pit had up. corn roots six feet deep. Mm -hmm. You're sure you're not making this up? Not making it up. I didn't <laughs> think it was possible and Honestly, you would be surprised at how many roots 
were amazingly, I can't explain the mass that without showing a picture of it, but they really had deep mass of roots growing that deep. Yeah. And I thought for sure it would only be yeah. like water uptake roots, but there was a lot of fine root hairs on it that deep even. And so I was Sean, really uh, So Sean, answer me this though. Is there is there a problem with nutrients being too deep? You know, like I said, that was one of the big selling points of these deep, these deep radishes was that it, it compaction mm -hmm. layer, but it also brought nutrients up and it unstratified your nutrients by bringing them up. And you're saying, nah, I don't think it's a problem with them being too deep. I I mean, the problem that you have is if you take a soil sample, and this is another thing we did last week, is I got soil samples in my bag right now, is you take a soil sample at zero to two, two to four, six to eight, then we take one at 12, 14, 16, and you take all those soil samples, you have nutrient stratification. All your nutrients are in the zero to two to two to four. And as you get lower, you increase your, usually you increase your pH, you increase your calcium, you increase uh, your magnesium, but you're losing your phosphorus, potassium, and all the ones that the plant's really hungry for at that time frame. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't have biology and roots growing there, breaking those nutrients down and that soil colloid bonds in the soil that deep, and then that's where your tap roots or your radishes are. They're breaking down those bonds that we've created with calcium phosphate, magnesium phosphate, and potassium down there. If you have those breaking down at that level and then pulling up, that's when you're getting that late season push when you're you get a rain and you get this your plant's been holding on that long and you got the rain those those nutrients that were pulled up from deep yep they're coming up there all right so you're saying it's not a problem they're too deep i guess that was the the long story short it's not a problem with nutrients being too deep you don't think it's an issue well <laughs> we're talking about two different things at the same time so are those nutrients available deep not necessarily unless roots are down there to be able to break it down. Okay. And if they are, because if you pull a simple soil sample, you'll see there's no nutrients down there. Uh -huh. But what is breaking them down? Uh, okay. And then I want to throw another one out there because we talked about it and this is something that was new to me. And, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not as well versed certainly as uh, the, the extreme ag guys or you about this, but I never realized how important calcium was. And so didn't we have a bit of a, a, a little uh, tangent over there and Kelly's where we talked about unstratifying nutrients, but also you need calcium involved because calcium is what helps everything move. Kind of help me, help me remember that discussion. So we, like we talked about at Kelly's calcium is very important in cell wall retention and bringing all these nutrients in. So what calcium really does is kind of like in a human body. We need calcium when we're really young and really old. So if you look at a plant's like really early in the plant's production, it's for cell wall retention, helping building those building blocks of you, you're building the foundation. That's when you need the calcium. And then when you're packing in starch, which is really important in Kelly's case when he's shooting for 400 plus bushel corn. Okay. So if you want all that, all those building blocks and all that starch to pack in in the back end, you got to be really sucking up those nutrients. Well, the problem with calcium is it's abundant in our soils, but we're not able to pull it up. So when you're applying like calcium, um, calcium products like Calbor or some of these other foliar ones, we're spoon feeding it in there because the roots are concentrated on taking up the easy ones like 
potassium, nitrogen, yeah. phosphorus. Yeah, 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 your big, your big three, your your roots are are concentrated of a big three. That's why we've all that's all we ever concentrated on. But now we're getting better at it, and now it's like beyond NPK, and that's the other stuff. So the yep. calcium becomes more of a factor, and we think about it more now than we did certainly a decade ago, right? Mm-hmm. And so you use a product like yours, Calbor, and wasn't he putting it through, was he putting that through his uh, subsurface as well? Yep, he's running so per- that through the drip tape. So the person that's listening to this says, I don't have drip tape, and I want to make sure I don't have stratified uh, nutrients. How do I, how does calcium help me, and how can I do it? I know like we're doing a lot of the calcium um, calbor running it in drip um, Y drops or we're putting it spoon feeding it right beside the row at all times. So that's the next part about it with nutrient stratification. If we do have these nutrients tied up in the top four inches and we're not able to uh, get these nutrients into the plant, how can we make it more available? So if we're Y dropping, Most of the time, if you see any dew on your plants or anything like that, if you go out there in the early morning, all that water funnels down the plant and drips within the the bottom two inches of that plant. So you're always going to have moisture. That's one of the keys to why drops working, why, why it works so well is all that dew, even if we don't have true moisture, that dew will make a band about this wide around those plant roots where we're dropping those wide drops. And those roots have moisture to actually be okay. able to suck nutrients right there. Yeah. So even a dry period helps us. So you're saying the calcium then uh, even applied through a application like a Y drop, we'll put it there and there will be some moisture enough. Then it does get it to where it moves the nutrients. And then to the person that's listening to this says, all right, if I, how do I know if I have a nutrient stratification problem? I mean, I know this is hard to believe you, but every person on earth has a nutrient stratification problem but the way to test it is just to go out and do like i said take us take a soil sample at zero to two take a soil sample at two to four four to six six to eight and then just keep going down the line and you can see where all your nutrients are at a level but you know nobody thinks nobody everybody says i took soil samples and i did it on a grid i did everything right you're saying yeah now do it imagine gridding the actual profile is what we're talking about right. now. You're talking about gridding your profile of your soil, like you just said. So, um, am I digging if, a pit to do that? No, you can you can go out and do just like you're doing. Like when we take soil samples, we're taking zero to six and zero to eight samples, and then even if you're doing nitrates, you're doing six to twenty-four. So what I'm trying to do is like we're we're looking at the ground as a flat surface. Yeah. What we really need to do is look 3d and go deep as well because we want those roots to grow deep the roots aren't going just pancake flat and they they technically grow like this in a triangle going down so the top if you're you're listening to this and you're driving your tractor and you're listening you're not watching he just did a very uh demonstrative hand display where he made it like a like like a triangle with his hands it was very it was very very illustrative okay (laughs) No, you're fine. But like when I tell guys that is think about your roots when they're growing, especially in a corn plant, if you got that top plant coming out, you need to be going diagonals 15 inches down in the center of that row. That's where all those nutrients and moisture and all that is going. So we need to be able to take that and think about where the nutrients need to be placed. They need to be placed real close to the row where the moisture is one, two, there's not a whole bunch of roots that are growing perpendicular in corn plants that way. They're 
they just don't grow. They might grow about four to five inches to the east or west of the plant, if you know what I mean, but they're really going south. And we got to be putting all those nutrient, getting nutrient availability in those deeper zones to un unlock some of these extra yield profiles that we're trying to do. <clears throat> so question for you then is uh, you're, you're encouraging a person to look past just a traditional soil sample and then kind of gridding it on a profile, meaning down through the whole uh, zero to two, two to four, four to six, et cetera. But you're thinking that the big, the big all is going to be when you get to that six to 12, because that's where you're going to usually end up having more of your moisture, right? Correct. You're going to have most of your moisture at that six to 12. I mean, this comes from a guy who watches moisture probes a lot because of irrigation. Mm -hmm. So even if you go down to this, we're, we take, we have moisture probes at 12 inches, uh, 24 inches and 36 inches. If, if you pull up one of those moisture profiles, I never get out of the zero to 12. More, like I'm fluctuating really hard in that zero to 12 moisture, but my 24 and 26 moisture stay pretty consistent. So if you have nutrients at that level, you will be pulling them up most of the year. Yeah. And then the person that says, okay, well, it turns out I've got almost all my stuff is in the first six inches because that's not uncommon. That's where the topsoil mm -hmm. is. Then you're going to tell that person to do what? Right. Get your nutrients deeper by either banding or you're going to have to get them the nutrients as close to that plant root. Like when you're put, say, it's got to be later season when the roots are fully developed and you're getting within two inches of that stock because that's where most of the moisture is going to be. And if you're spreading it base like across the whole field, there's not a whole bunch in that middle 15 inches that's getting it. You might get the eight inches to the west and eight inches to the side. But if you got a 30 inch row, there's 15 inches in there that the roots aren't really exploring right now. <clears throat> this is a little bit counter to what most people would think also, because you're like, wait a minute, I never even thought about going and grabbing a soil sample from the, from the eight to 12 inch range. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's something we normally talk about. Um, they're going to find out there's a lot of nutrients down there or, or there's, or there's not. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, you're going to learn that. So what's your closing thought on this? Anything that we uh, we're talking about the nutrient stratification, Sean, you just said everybody has this problem and that's because moisture profiles and because obviously what plants do, is this the next big horizon? Like we're going to find out just kind of like, you know, there's th stuff that we do now that we didn't do 30 years ago. And we're like, holy crap, why didn't we just figure this out a long time ago? We got plenty of stuff out there. You know, that's Kelly's big point. He's like, I think we're going to find out we probably have enough fertility. We're just not getting it. Yeah. And I mean, I think the big thing is we're what we're developing over time is when we hit these new yield echelons of 300, 400 bushel, we're figuring out we need higher nutrient volumes throughout the profile, throughout the year, and at numbers that we didn't think were possible. So what are the things we can do to kind of increase that volume deeper down below? Well, one, you can deep band your nutrients. Two, you can increase your biology deeper in lower volumes uh, or deeper in your soil to help break down those nutrients that are out there. You can apply like we have sweet success, but you can apply sugars over the mm -hmm. top, like molasses-based sugars to help root exudates dump out more acidifying um, sugars deeper down in the soil, which will then in turn increase biological activity deeper down. And then there's plenty of um, 
other cover crops and different rooting structures. I think that's one thing we haven't talked about is different rooting structures produce or suck up different nutrients, kind of like you talked with the tillage radishes. Yep. Maybe the next echelon of getting yield out there is having a corn crop and a bean rotation and a wheat rotation with a, a huge cover crop blend to help pull up those deep nutrients. Because yep. one of the things we have is if we're, I know my family's to blame for it, just like everybody is, we like growing corn. So we're going to grow corn five years in a row. Yeah, right. That only induces so much root structure into your soil. And we really need to get back to a big, broad stem of roots. I've hypothesized before, Sean, that uh, a Midwestern farmer um, would almost pay you to go out and plant corn. Because I think they like planting it. They like driving by it. But by God, you know what they really like? Running the combine through it. And I got to admit, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's just, it's neat. It's just, it's just neat to see. It's neat to watch and all that yield monitor going crazy. Um, so you just told us the ways to, about testing with you, you said the ways to remedy it, uh, the remediation of soil, of nutrient stratification, uh, a cover cropping blend, um, moving your water, uh, you talked about products like, you know, a cow bore, and you talked uh, about that, and that it helps move nutrients. It, it, it makes a plant, like you said, you need calcium when you're uh, a baby and you need it when you're old, right? So mm -hmm. uh, double that for the plant thing. Uh, and then you also said something about sugar that uh, we hadn't really talked much about. I know like Chad uh, Henderson is big on, man, he he's, he's, he's all about sending that sugar, 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 sugar. So um, and the first one you said, I forgot, uh, was one of your recommendations on uh, moving Oh, biology, getting biology deep in your soil and getting those biology to break, help break down nutrients. That's right. That's right. All right. I think we got it. So that's how you, that's how you correct nutrient stratification. And you said something pretty smart and I think it's accurate. You said everybody's listening to this has a nutrient stratification problem. But that's the way profiles of soil work. I mean, that's just, that's it. And, and you're not going to, unless you are irrigated, then you can absolutely move it. Even then you're still going to have the issue. Irrigation doesn't fix it either. I've got guys that have applied, like you go from Northwest Iowa where they've applied millions of pounds of manure all the way to the guys in Western South Dakota that only fertilize when it's um, a good, good weather. So yeah. it doesn't matter whether you've done it that way, the nutrients just build in the top zero to six and we got to get them deeper. Got it. All right. If you want to learn more about uh, Sean, uh, you can find Sean Guthmiller, nutrient uh, stratification expert. He's a he's a DSM district sales manager for Concept Agritech. He covers the Dakotas, uh, Nebraska, part of Iowa, and um, he uh, can be reached at if they want to speak to you directly. How do they find you? Uh, they can either call me at 605-857-0775 or they can find me at conceptagritech.com and they can get a hold of me from there. That's our friends, Concept Agritech. Uh, we've recorded different stuff with them, and that's A-G-R-I-T-E-K, conceptagritech.com. Till next time, thanks for being here, Sean. Thanks, Damien. Have a good thanks. one. Thanks for being here. Also, dear listener, and reminder, there's so much great stuff at the Extreme Ag website. Share it with somebody that can benefit from this. You know what? Hundred. I've already recorded over 100 of these uh, podcasts and also all the videos we do on site. I've been to all these guys' farms. I've been to the Commodity Classic, been to the Ag PhD uh, event up in Baltic. We've been to you know, some Farm Progress Show. So, dear listener, please share these uh, videos and audios with someone that can benefit from them because we're here to help you improve your farming game. That's what we do here at Extreme Ag. Till next time. 
That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.Farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.